0: Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II.
1: The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined
0: knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. I guess we can just kind of go into the
1: conversation, right? I mean it's fine with me. Skip the intro. That's right. Hey, maybe this is on the show right now. Maybe maybe we're... Th- maybe this is the intro.
0: This is the intro for this episode. And the reason why it's this intro for this episode is because, Ben, it's your birthday. It's my birthday.
1: Dude, happy birthday. Thanks. What what an amazing uh you've you've made it. I'm thirty five. I'm halfway to my life expectancy. So <laughs> It's something to celebrate. I made it halfway.
0: Whatever, dude. We are going to converge with robots over the next like 20 to 30 years. The singularity is going to happen and then you're just going to live forever, dude. Okay, cool. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. So on my birthday, which was convenient that we recorded on my birthday. Uh, we just kind of talked about my life and my journey of, uh, how I got to where I am and whatnot. And, you know, I got some love from some people out there. They sent me some messages and said that, um, that episode was really encouraging to them and, um, uh, whatnot. And so I'm glad that I was able to share that story and, and encourage some people. And so I felt like, well, Hey, we're recording today on your birthday. So why don't we hear your story and um, uh, learn a little bit about your journey, about how you got to where you are. And so, yeah, so I think we should go back. We should go back to when you were first born. Wow. going Way back. (laughs) Way back. But before we go back, I want to do a little conversation card here. I'm going to mix these suckers up. Better conversations, one card at a time, as I like to say. We're going to draw a random one. And then we are going to. Here we go. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Why or why not? It has bread,
1: <laughs> it's meat in between. Bread. <laughs> Does that constitute a sandwich? Just a weird shape. It has is, what's different between a hot dog and any other in any other sandwich? It's just a weird shape, right?
0: Yeah, you know that is uh, an interesting uh, thought because i i wouldn't I wouldn't say that a hot dog is a sandwich. I would say that it's a... Ooh. I, I think it's like its own thing. You know, it's mm. like doesn't fall in any predefined category. Exactly. It's, don't it's, put hot dogs in a box. Don't put it in a bun. You know? <laughs> Think outside the bun. You Wait. know, when I when I did that solo episode, which, you know, was so lonely without you, I'd never <laughs> want to do a solo episode again, but I'm uh-huh. glad that I'm, I'm here uh-huh. to hold down the four, and we can mutually hold down the four for each right. other. we got it. Uh, the question we did with Andy Matheson, he is the CMO for Glovebox. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. Um, he talks about his journey from... You know, essentially selling insurance to starting an app company, which is um, you know very interesting. But his question was: Is cereal soup why or why not?
1: Oh, okay, that's a good question. That one's got me a little more stumped than the than the hot dog one. Yeah, you were hot off the the hot dog there to say yes, it was a sandwich. Yeah. Um, you can't have cold soups. I mean, yeah, sh- sure, <laughs> it's a breakfast soup. And actually I like that because I've always thought and this is really not a smart idea but I've always thought it would be fun cuz I I actually I'm not a huge fan or I didn't used to be a huge fan of hot breakfast. I actually mm-hmm. just loved eating like plain Cheerios, not even like Honey Nut Cheerios. Like I love just Cheerios and milk. I was like you it's so would, good. Dude. I know. You, you know eat me. for you eat for function. I know, you know me. It's like it's like oh, the same food every day. It fuels my body. I will eat it. Yeah. It's like same thing every time. Well, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What was that that was that might have been the train? I think I heard it oh oh there it is <laughs> uh, okay your uh dance for the train gets better every time you gotta say i you know I, I every i get I become a better dancer because of the show i you practice I can tell um well, thank you. So yeah, no, my so my idea was like, well, I mean, I don't want to like stop and get <laughs> get hot breakfast. This is probably when I was a teenager. I thought this was a good idea. Uh why don't they make cereal bars? You can go to like a bar and they just have like all different flavors of cereal you invent and invent the
0: cereal bar before the cereal bar was invented?
1: I've heard that there there are those that is a such thing now, isn't there? <laughs> yeah,
0: dude.
1: I've never been to one, but <laughs> I always thought that would be awesome.
0: Now get this, there's cereal bars, mm-hmm. but then there's also a breakfast bar called that's made cereal of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a cereal bar. Yeah. OK, like, I know
1: about that one. Yeah. OK, good. You've had a cereal bar. <laughs> yeah, it's even more efficient than regular cereal.
0: Yeah, there is this place. Um, I think it's out here uh, in Denver where it's like a cereal bar. You can get like Fruity Loops, okay. Cinnamon
1: Toast Crunch. Yeah. Can you get different like flavors of milk and stuff? Like there's chocolate milk, regular Strawberry, milk, soy milk, almond root milk. Root beer. Root beer milk. Really? Have you never had root, root- beer
0: milk? Re- what? See I see no. I I'm a kid of the 90s so okay. like back then they didn't care about our health they're like uh-huh. here's saturated fat Here, here's root beer milk for school like root we had milk. root beer milk
1: at school how what ridiculous is, is that I don't even understand that that's It's great. milk with the flavor of root beer <laughs> Hey I mean there's like cereal that's literally like miniature cupcakes basically so I mean I guess Yeah
0: cookie crisp whatever. I mean cereal's yeah. not good
1: for you no, but it is if very you, delicious if you want to call that cereal. But yeah. Okay. Back to the, back to the question. Oh yeah. Is cereal soup? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> a mean, breakfast defini- soup. I think you nailed it with the breakfast soup thing. <laughs> There's breakfast soup, lunch soup, and dinner soup. <laughs> the definition of cereal is breakfast, cold breakfast soup. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think that's, I think mm. that's, that's that fantastic. That one broke my
1: brain more than the hot dog one for sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we're all about breaking brains here on the Friday habit. So I'm glad that we could break your brain. So let's go back. Let's go back to when little Ben was gallivanting through the forests of
1: Cincinnati. (laughs) I was, I was born near Columbus, Ohio. Ah, Ohio. Yeah. So yeah, I was born in Ohio. Um, yeah. Grew up, well, we actually moved a lot before I was the age of ten. Um, we moved to Alabama at one point, North Carolina. Um, kind of moved moved all over the place for a while. But now, was your dad a door to door salesman, or was he in the military? <laughs> he actually um, was a welding engineer, so he worked okay. on a lot of stuff. Like um, he he helped like improve uh, quality control and like all these different processes, basically for. Um, creating parts of like nuclear submarines and stuff like that. So he would, um, yeah. So very
0: specialized skill. And so it was like wherever they were paying the most money, that's where we're going.
1: Or, I mean, it was like he would get moved around between different locations of the company. Like his his company had different locations, so he would need to travel to one location for a while. So he would travel back and forth. And then once he ended up traveling a lot, then we would just move there because at that point, he's spending more time there than at home. So we might as well move there, you know? So. Mm Um, we did that a few times.
0: And so because of that, because you were
1: traveling so much, uh, was it hard to make friends
0: or was it difficult like being pulled from school or, or anything Um, like
1: that? No, I mean, I guess, well, I was homeschooled, so, uh, I never had to be pulled out of school really. Um, (laughs) You're like, my school traveled with me everywhere (laughs) I went. I could never (laughs) be pulled out of school. Uh, so no, I love being homeschooled actually, but, um, no, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't feel like I had trouble making friends. Um, I actually don't remember, like, honestly, a ton about, like, friends before, like, the age of, like, eight. So maybe I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
0: wow, when I really look back
1: huh. at it. No, it wasn't hard to make friends. I just didn't, you know?
0: I, I just didn't have any friends. No. So it wasn't hard to not have friends. That's not
1: really true. I did. We, it was usually, like, my friends would be, you know, kids at church or in yeah. our homeschool group. You know, we would do stuff with them. Um, so, no, I had, I had a great... You know, I really enjoyed um, my childhood, actually. I felt like I got to spend a lot of time outdoors. Um, I remember, you know, I would wake up early in the morning. My dad would usually leave for work at maybe 6 in the morning. I'd wake up early. I'd go outside and, like, work on building some fort out in the woods or something that I was, you know, working on or go play in the barn. We had, like, this old barn. We didn't have a farm, but the place that we lived in in Ohio uh, when I was probably the age of, like, 7 to, like, 9 years old, I remember that place the most in Ohio. And we, um, had a barn with like some wild feral cats that lived in the barn pretty much (laughs) that kind of ended up there. And I just remember just getting up early in the morning, going and playing outside and doing whatever I wanted in the morning for a few hours before I had to start doing school at home. So I just loved like being outside. And my younger sister, um, she's three years younger than me. Her, uh, we'd both go out and just play outside before my mom woke up and just kind of enjoy nature and kind of be creative and do whatever we wanted, which was really fun.
0: There's something beautiful about that as far as I feel like in society today, we're so busy. You know, it's kind of like you wake up and then it's like go time. Like we got to brush our teeth, eat our, you know, breakfast soup and get out the door to go do something, you know? Yep. And uh, and so I think it's there's something beautiful about like, wake up when the sun comes up and then yep. I'm going to go play outside until mom calls us in yep. for our breakfast and- bar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I enjoy that. And then I guess, you know, one of the things that started my love for what I do now and like design and stuff happened then probably when I was about nine years old, my dad, you know, he was working, you know, his welding engineering job, and he brought home a laptop. It was the first time I'd ever seen a laptop, and it was like this big, bulky black laptop that was like a giant brick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, black and was white. Was it a Toshiba sal- Satellite or something? Or I don't even know what it was. I don't remember to be honest. But an it, IBM. I, actually, actually, it probably was an IBM. Actually, let yeah. you say that. Um, so he brought that home and kind of blew my mind. Like I, I'd never really used a computer before that um my grandma had like a really old mac you know at her place with a few games on it but i'd never gotten to like actually like use a computer other than playing like a game or two so yeah my dad actually brought home a book i think it might have been html for dummies that he had maybe gotten from the library or something like that um or maybe it was a different brand but he uh yeah he broke open the book and he was like hey like, I want to learn some HTML, you know, this World Wide Web thing, and uh, do you want to learn it with me? I was like, sure. So I built my first website when I was, like, nine years old. I don't know if we actually made it live on the web or if we just had the HTML files on the yeah. computer. Like, I thought it was live. I was like, I made a website. <laughs> I don't we know if anyone ever looked at it. There was a waving
0: American flag gif, you right. know, and
1: it was just... <laughs> I just remember, like, figuring, oh, I can use these, like, hex codes to create colors. Like, this is amazing. And I, as a kid, I was just kind of, like... I don't know why i just thought that things that were complicated or tech, tech like technical were cool it's probably because my dad was an engineer and i saw his technical drawings and i wanted to be mm-hmm. like him you know and i'd be like oh man this is cool to be technical or to learn code and i just thought it was cool because nobody made fun of me for it so i didn't know it wasn't cool you know i was like this is awesome <laughs> like you know um all your non-friends didn't make fun of you <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> no but it's funny like it was one of those those things where I just I thought it was cool to make things that looked like official like businesses. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed like on that laptop I made that first website and um, anytime I did schoolwork I would you know instead of doing the assignment the way I was supposed to do it I would instead of like writing an APA format or something I would instead design like a newsletter in Microsoft Publisher and I would you know make it look like a cool flyer instead of you know using word art or something instead of uh, writing it up in this format that I thought was super boring, you know, I would just like get creative with it, which, you know, thankfully my mom was, was I, I think it was helpful that she was like flexible and that stuff. It's like, well, mm-hmm. here's the point of it. You can get creative and do these things because it mo- motivated me to do the work. Yeah. And focus on what was important. Do though, you, so. did, were you
0: able to like play a lot of video games or watch movies and TV and stuff like that when you were young?
1: Um, not, I mean, I would say definitely I was, um, uh, I think my my parents, especially my mom, has the philosophy of like protecting you know protecting me from you know specific things that she thought weren't good for my mind as a child and stuff like that. The so, world, the were. world, exactly. So I was yeah. raised as a Christian, pretty conservative family, I'd say. I mean, even more conservative than some of the other homeschool families I knew, uh, but not the most conservative there was. Even more extreme <laughs> than my family too. So
0: yeah, you guys had a computer. So yeah, we uh, did. That was a computer. sin,
1: exactly. So. <laughs> But, you yeah, know, I, I wasn't allowed to watch Star Wars as a kid or, um, you know, like lots of things that are pretty common, pop yeah. cultures things, I just didn't really know about or have any reference for. So I got really good at um, kind of understanding when people are making pop culture references and kind of laughing along with it, but not really yeah. knowing what they're talking about. You're
0: like, about. I'm laughing, but I don't know why. <laughs> but I know that if I
1: laugh, I'll fit in, so I better exactly. laugh. Yeah, that would happen sometimes. <laughs> and then, like, you know, before... For Google, there's no way for me to find out. So I might ask somebody right. like, oh, what? Or And eventually, you know, I'd just be okay with it. and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. But, but sometimes, you know, when you first meet somebody, you don't want to let them know you're weird yet. So yeah. just kind of <laughs> laugh along.
0: So um, do you think that because your mom um, and, and because your family maybe was a little bit more strict that you weren't so exposed to so much video games or TV or movies or things like that, that it created more space in your life to then have the ability to be interested in other things or create your own entertainment. I feel like mm-hmm. my kids, I, I try to create space for them to be bored, yep. you know, because I feel like if they're always just doing and, 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 and going and then always on a device or something like that, that there's no room for them to actually like use their imaginations or, you know, be creative because they're just being force fed stuff. Constantly, And I yeah. see that with my oldest son, you know, he's uh, 13 and it's like, I, his friends are constantly on a phone, like they're walking together to school or whatever, and they're on a phone and I'm like, hey, like, I don't want you on your device 24-7. And because of that, like, you know, I think it gives them more space to like have conversations and, you know, um, use their imagination.
1: yeah. I do think about that a lot. And I do think for me specifically, it did help me with that because I I wasn't allowed to play a lot of video games. I never had like a video game console or anything. So my fun was like going on the computer and like looking around at every Microsoft program that was on there. Oh, what's Microsoft Word? What's Publisher? What's this? Mm. Oh, I'll go to the library and learn more about how to use this. And it was fun for me to create stuff with that. And my friend Joel, who lived down the street uh, when we were kids, he was also homeschooled. and, And he he would literally make um like video game levels in microsoft paint like he would like draw out like pixel art you know and then select the pixel art and then move it through the map that he had drawn inside microsoft paint but i would create like pixel art too and like you know pixel by pixel like draw like a cool thing you know in microsoft paint so i definitely think the boredom contributed to that for me Mm. i mean i did so much creative stuff when i was a kid i i i recorded multiple albums of music that you know were pretty terrible but it was fun like experimenting with it and i made tons of videos you know i made like a video series before youtube was a thing you know and i would email the videos to people at like you know postage stamp size or whatever um and created websites for like you know my local soccer team and my boy scout troop i mean i just like i loved creating stuff like that i think part of its personality you know and i see it in my kids too like I want them to be creative, but I also don't want to push them. Like not everyone is that way where they just have to make stuff, you know, and I don't think it's necessarily Mm -hmm. bad if you're not. Um, But I see it in my kids too, wanting to create stuff. Some of it's virtual and some of it's real. Like sometimes they're like, I want to create this video game or like in Minecraft, even like I see my daughter using like Minecraft to be super creative. I'm like really impressed with the stuff she comes up with, you know, just by creating this amazing building. And that's actually a valuable skill too. you know, as we move forward into the future. I don't want them to not have those technological skills and be like almost handicapped in a way for the future if that's where the world's going. But I also really want them to have boredom, too, you know, because I think it's that like dopamine hit or whatever, where it's like too easy to feel good about yourself in a video Mm -hmm. game. And that reward happens so easily that it makes you it's it's harder to work hard for a reward in real life and get Mm. that. You know what I mean? So that's the thing I'm only worried about. It's like if something is so rewarding so easily that it might attract you more than working hard on something in real life that that requires a little bit more investment.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think I, I agree with you 100%. I think that's, and I think this is why you and I connect too is because I grew up in a very strict home as well and uh, I just had a lot of time on my hands, you know, and no, I, we weren't allowed to watch TV if my dad wasn't home. And he was very strict about the stuff we did watch. And so I just spent most of my days outside, you know. Yep. Um, and so, and, and similarly, right, I I created my own radio show with a friend and we would just make tapes and tapes of recordings of us, yep. like interviewing each other and, and just jacking around and, yep. and having fun. So I think, I think boredom is, is good. So, so you're a little kid you get exposed to... A computer, an IBM. Um, <laughs> I had a Radio Shack Tandy mm-hmm. as as one of my first computers at my house, and you know, had to learn DOS to, you know, play like Organ Trail and stuff like that, which were some games. And you guys moved around a lot, traveled from from place to place, but you were homeschooled, self sufficient, so you kind of just made fun wherever you guys
1: went. And how how long did that go on? I mean, until well. So, you know, until I was nine, really, we moved a lot. And then after that, we moved from Ohio, actually, to Virginia, to Lynchburg, where I live now. Um, That was also for my dad's job. But, you know, I think um, at that point, I mean, I've lived here, you know, ever since then. So 25 years or 20 years? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is my home now, basically. Yeah. So I I guess it's been 25, 26 years now. That's crazy. But yeah, this is basically... um, what I consider my home for sure now. And I I love Virginia. I, I remember when we moved here, I made friends faster than anywhere else. As far as I remember thinking how friendly everybody was, mm. um, you know, it's a little bit of a stereotype, but, you know, moving from the North to the South, but I, I do think, you know, overall, I think that's true for, in my experience and that made a lot of friends really quickly. And from there, I got really involved in some local groups here. And one of the biggest, I mean, one of the biggest, factors in my life as a kid, I think for, for shaping things. One was being homeschooled for sure. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I was, I, I feel like I le- I was able to do a lot of things, um, kind of have a lot of free time to explore and get good at things on my own that I was really interested in, mm-hmm. you know? So I really like that. Um, I think if I had been in school, I think I would have been very distracted by other people. Cause I'm kind of a little, a little bit of a, type of person that wants just to make everybody else happy. So I'll flex and do what everybody else is doing, you know, or at least at my worst, I will, you know, um, so I'm very influenced can be influenced by others in some ways. Um, especially as a kid. So I think I would have been very distracted if I was in more of a, a class setting. So for me, I think it was good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I, um, as you know, a teenager, being in Boy Scouts was the other really influential part of my life. I just loved that, like being mm-hmm. out in the woods, going on hikes, going on adventures. I have lifelong friends that I'm still really close with, like from that Boy Scout troop I was in, you know, from the age of 11 through 18. Oh, you, know, like, you were that kid. I was all the way through, man. <laughs> all the way through. I, I, was, I loved it. I mean, it was... Yeah, I learned so many leadership skills through that. Sold a lot of popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, I did sell. Did I tell you about that? No, I you did didn't. But I can only imagine. Dude, I was like the top salesman in the district of popcorn. I was, I really was. I sold so much popcorn. I remember I got this really sweet boom box with like a, like a CD player on it, and I got like a lot of money towards summer camp. I think my whole summer camp was paid for.
0: <laughs> the popcorn uh, I sold so King of much Virginia,
1: pop, dude. I'd sold so much popcorn. And then I, when I realized like, oh, I sold this popcorn, it's like, oh, and then we have to go deliver it. i was <laughs> like, oh, Dang that it. was half the work. Yeah, oh. But it's funny looking back now. It, I haven't actually thought about this, but the fact that I was the top sales and that's kind of what I do now some, you know, is I'm in the business development side of my company, you know, mm-hmm. is doing kind of doing sales in a way. Yeah. Um, so Websites instead of popcorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do remember I always sold more popcorn on the days when it was raining. So I would go out even if it rained. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll sell way more when it's raining than when it's not raining. I would come up to the door my Cap would be like dripping, you know, like water off the front of it. And like, you oh, say I'm no popcorn. to this little kid? It's like, there's a there's a kid, you know, it's selling popcorn in the rain. Like, are you not gonna buy? The master salesman, love really it. Funny. My my dad would like take me to like the the nice neighborhoods, you know, not where we lived, but where the houses were close together, like nice suburban mm-hmm. like neighborhood with the big houses. And we'd go to those neighborhoods to sell popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> just like go door to door. It's so funny looking back, but um. Yeah, that was a really formative experience for me, you know. So many adventures, just you know, summer camp and stuff. So I, I love that. And uh yeah, I think that was a big influence on in my life when it comes to leadership and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: That's awesome.
1: So so Boy Scouts was a big part of your life, homeschooling,
0: and I'm sure I'm I'm assuming you had like a homeschool group or something like that, like yep. Friday school. I know when I was a kid we had Friday school. Yep. And and, and then you kind of just continued on with being creative and designing stuff in Microsoft paint and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just doing your thing. What, um, you know, what were things like as far as, you know, your home life? Were you pretty close with your parents? Were you, um, you know, as a family unit, I'm assuming homeschooling, you you probably do a lot of stuff together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, I think we were close, you know, I think, um, yeah, we were really close as a family. Um, my dad, I mean, he, his dad um, left when he was really young and he had um, five brothers. So, I mean, it was, it was... I think he kind of was reacting to how his childhood... It was really hard for his mom and his family to not have a dad that he kind of, you know, decided I'm not going to be like that. So he was a great dad for, mm-hmm. you know, me and my sister. He was... I mean, he would... He coached a lot of my different teams. He would coach my soccer team. He coached my baseball team. He was one of the scout masters in the Boy Scout troop. So I mean, he did so much to like give me a good start. Like like I said, taught me HTML. So I think he did a lot um, to kind of get me started on that stuff. And uh, my mom, I mean, obviously she sacrificed years of her life to homeschool me and my sister. Um, and yeah, as far as being close with them, I think you know my dad. We would. I was close with him, but he never talked about like emotions, you know, I don't know if if you're, you know, your dad did or not, but it was (laughs) kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like laughing. Nope. Uh, that's the vibe I got from when we talked about that before. But yeah, um, yeah, he didn't talk about emotions. He would talk about like what we should do next or what the right action to take is or what's Mm. right and what's wrong. But he wouldn't talk. He would never say how he felt about something, you know, Mm like if something made him feel disappointed or sad or angry he would never talk about emotions so it's kind of interesting do you think that's um, important i i think it is i mean i do that with my kids and i think it is important because you know i, I think it's important to give your kids language to talk about like how they feel about stuff you yeah. know and it, Otherwise, it's kind of like a mysterious thing. And maybe my dad, I mean, obviously, my dad never had that from his dad, and he wasn't even around. Right. So, I mean, he may not have 100% understood it, but he was a very, like, kind, um, steady person, you know? He never, I never remember him ever, like, getting angry and yelling or anything, honestly. You never got spanked or anything like that? Uh, I got spanked, but I, he never was, like, like you know. right. Losing flew off is, the handle. Cool, like, you know what yeah. I mean? He never lost his cool, basically. Yeah. So I think that's also why I... Anytime I was ever angry as a teenager, I was, like, super awkward angry. Like, I didn't know how to be angry. Mm. You know, just, like, completely flip out yeah. if I got angry. And so I was, I didn't... I basically kind of repressed that. I never wanted to be angry right? Uh, because I would lose control and I felt like I was going to make a fool out of myself, you know? so yeah. And um, then not and knowing I, how
0: to express your emotions or, like, right. articulate your feelings. It's like... Mm-hmm you know, I think a lot of times, you know, anger, or all those things stem from fear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we can't articulate those things, it, it, it comes out in, in unhealthy ways. And so I, I agree with you. I think it's important that our children, it's like making the next generation better. It's like, well, I maybe mm-hmm. didn't learn how to express myself or share my feelings yeah. because my dad didn't know how to share his feelings and express himself and, and so on and so forth. But going forward, yeah, it's like, w- what are you feeling? Like, mm-hmm. why are you feeling that way? And then, you know, kind of trying to to understand the emotions that we're feeling based off of the the feelings, yeah, um, exactly. that we're experiencing. So, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's really good. So you were just doing the family thing. Yep. And as far as like a, a pivoting moment of your life, you know, mm-hmm. you're homeschooling your your Boy Scout. All the way up to your eighteen, you know, what is that transition kind of from boyhood to manhood? You know,
1: that that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think honestly, where my focus was, like, so I met my future wife when I was fourteen; she was thirteen. This this will be a fun fun little uh, part of the story. So I met her, yeah. Well, let me, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me set the stage for this. Let's set this, this up gonna, properly. This is going to get weird. <laughs> this is <gonna> get weird.
0: <laughs> this is um, where we're going to cut the episode and then like, it's going to be like, you're going to have to join us <laughs> next week for part two because this is where it gets weird.
1: <laughs> That's perfect.
0: All right. We're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, go to the There you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, Also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, Go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Fridayhabit.com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday.